Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground. The three spooked girls. Hey, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I am joined with my gal pal Jessica. Hey. Hello, and today we are bringing you this month's Listener Encounters episode. If you are new here, this is when we read your guys' stories that you submit to us. Most of the time they're paranormal, sometimes they're true crime, but they're really cool. And if you would like to submit your own story, you can send them to us at threespookgirls at gmail.com. And before we get into the content, we are just going to do some housekeeping stuff. First, before social media, we want to say thank you so much to Tori and Bristow. I hope I'm saying that right for inviting us to their wedding. We thought that was so nice of you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. It made both Tarani's day when she got it and opened it. She sent me a picture and both of us were just blown away. So thank you so much and congratulations on your upcoming wedding. Yes, congrats. Weddings are fun. And so I hope it's a it's a blasty blast. Yes, for sure. And you picked a good month because mine and Matt's anniversary is literally just a couple days before what will be your anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. I love it. I mean, we got married in November because Thomas and I, <laughs> I mean, we met in October, like our dating anniversaries mm-hmm. in October. But it was literally Halloween weekend. So. Yeah. And so yeah. it would have been really hard to get people to want to come to your wedding on Halloween weekend. And also, I think people would have expected me to have a Halloween wedding and my mother-in-law would have like, I think an actual brick would have been shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, if you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. We are also on TikTok. I am Spooky underscore Sleuth, and Jessica is Spooky Aunt Jessie. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash Three Spooked Girls. For as little as a dollar, it gets you one bonus episode a month, and we have quite the backlog for you. We also have our very OG episodes archived over there, so if you'd like mm-hmm. to listen to those, check that out. And then five and up starts video content. I have my monthly haunted ground series and we also have slaughters that will be coming quarterly for y'all. So definitely check it out. And real quick reminder, in case you missed it, we are having a virtual live show again for our podiversary podcast birthday, whatever you want to call it on November 17th. 
So if you would like to come, we are just doing a flat general admission ticket. It is $10. It's going to be a fun time. We had a blast last year with all of those of you who attended. It was super fun. So definitely check it out. We have everything in the link tree in the show notes. And you can find the link tree in our socials. It's on Eventbrite. I bet if they even just searched us on Eventbrite, it'd probably come up, I would think. So head to the link tree and check that out or message us on one of our podcast socials and we will get that link to you. We are so excited to hang out with you guys again. But that's really all I got. I believe that is all my housekeeping. So Jessica, please tell us our first story. Okay. So our first story of this episode, I almost said the evening, but then I realized that most people probably listen to this in the morning. No, we got some night shifters. Yeah. And I mean, it's evening for us. So it is fine. evening. It's nighttime for us. Okay. It's good. It's good. Comes from Nicole. So her story goes, when I was younger, about nine, I would hear people walking through my mother's house when nobody would be home except for me. The floors would squeak and the house would shake a bit like heavy footsteps. I would always see a dark figure, kind of like a large man, walking through the house. It would just pass through the kitchen and disappear. As I'd be lying down to go to sleep at night, the same large figure would walk through my my bedroom and stand in the corner and watch me fall asleep. I wouldn't pay much mind to it because it had always been there, but throughout time, it slowly went away. It slowly went away, and I just thought I was seeing slash hearing stuff, and I never felt uncomfortable, so I never mentioned it to my mother. Years later, probably 16-ish, just clarifying question, are you 16-ish or is it 16 years later? Mm -hmm. Please tell us (laughs) when you hear this. (laughs) Right, like, Nicole, can I have some clarification? I'd want to know if you're, like, 16 or 25. Okay, sorry. Years later, probably 16-ish, I was blow-drying my hair and trying to get ready since a friend was coming over who was something like a medium, and I was trying to sit on the end of the bed and got a bizarre, super uncomfortable feeling like a heavy weight was dropped on my shoulders, and I felt the presence of someone large leaning over me. I instantly stopped my hair dryer. I looked into my off TV and there was a dark figure behind me in the reflection. I remember just turning around slowly and shaking uncontrollably to being met with nothing behind me and a weight lifted as soon as I looked over my shoulder. When I turned back around, the figure in the TV had moved back closer to my wall and there was no weight. I wasn't uncomfortable anymore, but I got the feeling of being watched from afar. I continued to do what I was doing and my friend came over and normally they would just come into my room and we would hang out, but she stayed in the kitchen. As I was waiting for her to come in, she kept saying that she was uncomfortable and wanting to go outside onto the patio instead. And that's when she told me that there was a large man with the side of his head taken off sitting on the bed watching me grab my things. At that time, I finally gained the nerve to tell my mother what had been going on and she looked shocked. She said that she knew who the man was and it was the previous owner's father who lived in the house and that he had shot himself with a shotgun in my bedroom. Oh God, why would you make that her bedroom? She also stated that she had her own experiences with the same spirit. But I'll get into that another time since this email is very long already. I love listening to you guys and you make everything I'm doing a hundred times better. Thank you for letting me share my story. Thank you for sharing your story. And that could be really traumatic. Yeah. Like knowing the story and then knowing who it could be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm glad this, this spirit wasn't like, you know, super 
crazy and mean. He just sounds like yeah. he was didn't like your hair dryer. <laughs> All righty. My first story of the episode comes from Raven and they write, Hi, Tara and Jessica. First, just want to say I love you guys. I love listening to the listener encounter stories because it lets me know I'm not alone. So before I go into this, please keep in mind everything I'm going to tell you happened all the way from 2013 to January of this year when I finally moved. Sorry, it may be long, but here are all the parts that still stick with me. So in May of 2013, I was dirt road riding with some friends. We came up on what looked like an abandoned church, and being teenagers, we got out of the car and went inside. Nothing was weird at first until we went in further. There was a cat. Ew. Oh, God. Oh, God. There was a cat hanging from the ceiling and (gasps) blood symbols on the wall. See, now you see why I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Run. Oh, God. Right? And blood symbols on the walls. We turned around to run. But when I turned around, there was a dark figure with red eyes peering at me. I ran. Good, good, good. (laughs) I didn't think about it again until weeks later when I started having nightmares and began to wake up with bruises and scratches. My grandfather prayed over me and it seemed to be problem solved until a few years later. It came back, and this time, it didn't just attack me. My brother woke up with a burn mark of a handprint on his arm. (gasps) Oh my god, what? Oh, I'd be so scared. I was 16 at the time and knew a little more, so I got some sage and began to burn it. So it kept it at bay. Now, here is the scariest part, at least for me. These events happened from 2020 to January of this year when I left. My boyfriend would come to my house and stay the night and would wake up feeling paralyzed and like something was choking him. It got to where he was afraid to come stay at my house but didn't want me to be alone with it. Then he got a job traveling and when he was gone, I would wake up in the middle of the night with a dark figure with red eyes sitting on my chest choking me. Oh my lord. No, no, no. I would close my eyes and open them and it would be gone. The last encounter I had with it was a week before I moved. Me and my boyfriend were packing our things and one of my boxes fell off my dresser. It startled me and when I turned around, the box had landed in front of my mirror. Oh my God, you moving your phone just scared the shit out of me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was trying to tell my husband to be quieter. It's okay. It startled me and when I turned around, the box had landed in front of my mirror. So I went down to pick it up and when I looked up, there it was in the mirror staring at me. That night, I didn't sleep in my room. I slept in the living room and woke up around 3 a.m. to screaming in my room. I went in there, but no one was there. Then I heard knocking on the mirror in increments of three. Then my hand began to burn. I was afraid and ran out of the room. I looked down and I had three deep scratches on my hand. Sorry this was so lengthy, but I had to share my story here because I don't feel like you guys would think I was crazy. Of course, there is a lot more that sticks with me, but this is how it started and the abrupt end. Thank you guys for being such awesome people, and sorry this was so lengthy. Much love, Raven. Holy shit. No, thank you. (laughs) That's scary. (laughs) Raven, it sounds like your email could have been a lot longer. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Yes, Raven, if you ever want to send us more stories, please do. And y'all never feel the need to apologize. We love the long, detailed stories. We're here for it. Send us the novels. Also, I'm really glad that you're okay. (laughs) Yes, fuck, I know. That's our concern. I was like, my mangoes are too. I'm like, you're out of the house. Thank fucking God. <laughs> this is one of those stories where you start to like panic because you're like, wait, is this going to shift and it's going to be someone else's telling us the story? Oh, my God. No, my worry is, did any did anything follow you? Like, wherever you moved to, is there any kind of activity besides 
what was at that other house? I'm really curious to know. If so, girl, let us save your life to save your life. Oh, fuck. Let us know. Let us know. All right. We want to say thank you to our newest patrons and those that have increased their donations during the month of August. We want to say thank you to Bree, Julian Jillian, Allie, Sandra, Judiana, Colleen, Holly, Jessica, Brandy, Marissa, Kim, Heidi, Shelby, and Ashley. Thank you all so, so much for supporting the show. We cannot express how grateful we are, and we hope you enjoy the content over there. All right, Jess. Okay. Our next story comes from Logan. Logan writes, Hey, ladies. I just started listening about a month ago, but can't stop. You two are the best. And then a smiley face emoji. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate that comment. (laughs) I'm not a good storyteller, so bear with me. Buckle up, because here we go. So the first time anything ever happened to me is when I was five. You read that right. F-I-V-E, five. So my family and I lived in a very old house right near some railroad tracks. My mom worked the night shift, so it was just my dad and I at night. One night I was lying in bed and I would always sleep with my door cracked and the hallway light on. Well... There was a lot of L's, so I felt like I had to do the whale. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That night, I noticed that the light was slowly getting bigger as if someone was slowly opening the door. And I was already a little nervous because my dad would go right to bed after he laid me down. So for whatever reason, I decided to look down and there it was. I shit you not. There was a creepy ass black figure crawling towards my bed. Mm mm. Right? No, no, no. Immediately, Mm-mm. I'm like, mm, no, the fuck out. Oh, good. I jumped right the fuck up and ran out of my room straight out the front door. See, appropriate reactions, guys. <laughs> we talk about this. I didn't stop until I got to the curb and I turned around and I looked and there it was standing in the doorway looking at me with its very white face and beady, creepy eyes. Oh, my God. I would be dying, especially mm-hmm. at five. Like... The five-year-olds are so little. I didn't know what to do, so I just sat there and cried until my mom got home from work. Imagine her surprise when she pulled up and saw her five-year-old sitting outside in the middle of the night. I told her what happened, and she automatically thought my dad was playing some kind of awful joke. Okay, I would really hope that if your dad was playing some sort of awful joke, he would have come out and got you. Right? Oh, God. He was dead asleep and swore it wasn't him. He still swears to this day that it wasn't him and I believe him. I've had multiple things happen to me since then, so my mom is certain that I have something paranormal that follows me. I have many other stories, so if you want to hear them, let me know. Thank you for reading, Logan. P.S. Love you guys. Yes, please let us know. We love you too. Like this is an <laughs> this is like this is a terrifying first encounter. Literally at five. What? I think our first encounters are like, oh, we thought we saw something, and this person's first encounter is just like, hi, I am in your face and crawling towards you, and I just picture one of those freaky mm. like dolls from <laughs> Spirit Halloween. <laughs> Sorry. The little baby one. Yeah, if, if I'm wrong. <laughs> and I'm probably wrong, but that's just the Oh, image. my God. But, like, all in shadow. Ugh. Okay, okay, okay. I have to say something. So exciting news. Well, exciting for me and anybody else who likes this. Apparently, Spirit this year has a hot Cheeto line, and there's a hot Cheeto pillow, and I must fucking have it. 
I'm like stalking our store. They have not opened yet. I'm like, come the fuck on. I need this hot Cheeto pillow. And if there's other cute hot Cheeto accessories. If they don't have it at your store, let me know because there's like several near me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be supposedly two over in Anchorage. So I'm going to definitely check the one I frequent. They moved it to a different building because, ooh, they can't give us a fucking home goods or anything, but we're getting a Burlington. I'm like, who cares about Burlington? Sorry I if you like Burlington, like but I'm Burlington. salty. Oh, is it legit? I don't know. The last one I remember was like when I lived in Colorado six plus years ago mm. and it was just bullshit. <laughs> uh, well, the, well, I also... the. Last time I was at a Burlington was in like Pleasanton. So uh, that's different. I mean, it might be good. I, I don't legit know. We'll bought see. like name brand clothes from there all the time. Oh, oh yeah. They do carry a lot of clothes, right? Mm-hmm. They're okay. not just coats. And they have like a homey section. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, any other Hot Cheeto lovers? There you go. Just, just letting you know there's a fucking Hot Cheeto pillow. I found out about it on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. My last story for the evening comes from Mundy, and Mundy says, Hi, guys. So I'm a new listener. I'm still in 2019 of your podcast, but I absolutely love it. So it'll probably be a little bit till you hear this, but it's all good. I came across your podcast when I had to drive eight hours to go get my sick husband in SC. Through the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to it every time I drive. I absolutely love it, and I get so excited about all the content that I talk my husband's ear off. Anyways, I have a story for you guys. I hope you find it interesting. When I was about 17 years old, my grandmother was diagnosed with terminal cancer. The doctor said she wouldn't live past six months. Nevertheless, she went on to live for another two years. In that time period, I was in my last year of high school, and some extra weird things started to happen. I always had small experiences like the time I know my grandfather died when I was three and I told my parents in the middle of the night. Now, I never knew my grandfather, so it scared my parents or the fact that I've always felt like I'm being watched. But this got extra scary. So my grandma lived past the six-month expectancy and things turned upside down for me. I started seeing a man standing in the corner of the hallway staring into my room at night. But when I turned on the light, there was nothing there. It went on like that for about a week and I couldn't handle it anymore. I made my parents promise not to turn the hallway light off. Unfortunately, that didn't change anything. It's like the man just moved into my room standing behind my curtains staring at me. Because my room was dark, every time I turned the light on, there was nothing, and it didn't stop there. I would wake up with a tall figure standing over me, staring down at me, in my bed. I couldn't make out a face, but I knew the silhouette was a man, and it felt really angry. This seems to be the fucking theme of tonight's story. Right? <laughs> we just oh picked my God, I was just stories at that. random, but it's been like, yeah, nighttime terror, party of four. <laughs> That went on for almost a month to the point where I was so sleep deprived and I was in the middle of my finals. I have no idea how I passed high school. It got to the point where I had to nap during the day just to get some rest, but napping during the day led me to waking up where I was not able to move. I could scream at the top of my lungs, but nothing would come out. Oh, sleep paralysis. Yep, that's what they were about to say. (laughs) I know they say that is sleep paralysis, but I open my eyes and I can't move and I just see this figure hovering above me. I felt like he was forcing me down. That happened so often that it got to the point where I just wanted to give in. I remember one morning waking up and my dog wanted to go out, so I picked her up and walked to the kitchen and we got a few steps away from the kitchen and she scratched me, freaking out, barking and crying and ran away. Oh, that's never a good sign. When I looked up, everything in the kitchen was stacked in the far corner with all the cabinet doors wide open and the front door. I freaked out and ran to my parents' room. Oh my God. I know, right? Oh my God. 
My parents and I went to the kitchen and everything was back to normal. They told me to go back to my room that I'm probably still just tired, but I know what I saw was real. I finally moved out when I was 18 to go to college. It was really quiet there for about two months. My dad came by every night to make sure I was fine because I didn't live in a dorm. I lived in an apartment alone. When my dad stopped coming, I had to sleep with all of my lights on in the whole apartment. Every time the lights were off, I would see the figure standing in the corner staring at me for the whole year of me being in college. I could not stay alone in my apartment with the lights off. I moved back home that summer after my first year, and sadly, a few days after I moved back, my grandmother died. How my grandmother died is another story. People say that you can't see death, but I'm pretty sure I saw it that day. I cannot get the look out of my head when my grandma took her last breath. After that, the sightings of the man stopped and I haven't seen him since. I told my mom the stories and she told me that I was just stressed, but honestly, I know for a fact that I wasn't making it up. It was about three weeks after my grandmother passed away, me and my mom were sitting on the couch watching a horror movie. My mom asked me if I knew where my grandma had put her legal documents since we didn't know, and all of a sudden, the doorbell we installed in my grandmother's in-law suite went off. The button was in her room and we had removed the batteries from the bell itself. We were so freaked out that we decided to just go to bed. The next morning, we decided to go in her room, and when we walked in on the table in the middle of her room was the button for the doorbell, and underneath it was all of her documents. I silently thanked her and walked out. Me and my grandmother didn't have the best relationship, but I knew she was still there. Later that week, my mom heard the kitchen cabinets open and shut. She went into the kitchen, and no one was there. She did apologize to me for saying that it was all in my head. I'm just glad she finally understood. Thank you for listening slash reading my story. Sorry it was so long. No need to apologize. That's like, every, that's our themes, like creepy sleeping ghosts and then like saying sorry. No, they're good. We love it. Right. Thank you. Aw, thank you for always making my day better. You're South African spookster. Also, if you guys ever have the chance and want to look into something spooky from South Africa, you should look into Kempton Park Haunted Hospital, South Africa. I promise you will not be disappointed. Yay. Ooh. We'll have to look into that one. I know. I love it. I'm real excited. Thank we you. We haven't done that Thank many, you, like, like international. international. Yeah. No, if y'all have international, like, international to, oh, I guess it'd be, like, international as a whole or, like, Well, it'd be international to us, to them, anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're in South Africa, everything that we do and talk about in the United States is international for them. Well, I was like, well, it could be, like, if they moved to a different country or something. If you are not in the U.S. and you have a story that's local to you and you want us to do it, tell us. That's what we're trying to say. There. We got it out. We're tired. It was radio day. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's radio. I know. Anytime that it's radio day and we're like, we're recording tonight. We're both like, we're recording tonight. I know. We're always like, we're going to move it. And then we we're don't. just like, nope. See you after later. And I normally <laughs> I on radio day, I take a nap. I did not take a nap. I tried to. And Georgie came and laid on top of my head. And I just... It's because Thomas is working from home this week. So, like, Uh, it's just been, like, sharing. (laughs) I know this sounds so weird. And, like, hashtag, like, work from home problems. It's, like, this is the first time (laughs) I've ever had to share, like, the space during a work day. Mm. The working aspect is fine. It was just, like, when I would go and lay down, I'd be, like, he's going to judge me. Nah. Nah. It's fine. But on that note, we'll quit rambling. We're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up for today. We hope you guys enjoyed. And again, if you would like to submit your own story into us, please do so. You can send that to threespookgirls at gmail.com and just put in the subject line that it is a listener encounter. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.
Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. 